G'day, I'm Megan Woodward and this is Crop to Top, the Cotton Info podcast. Conversations to help you grow. Amanda Thomas and I have stolen away a few minutes. We are at the Australian Cotton Scientists Research Conference in Toowoomba and we decided it might be a good opportunity to take the time to have a chat about the Richard Williams Initiative and also the Disease Action Research Initiative that Amanda has been very much involved in over the last couple of weeks, last 12 months really. And Amanda is also the official new extension tech lead in the Cotton Info team for disease. So it is the right time and place and person to be talking to about this. Before we go into the detail, maybe give us a bit of an overview, Amanda, of what the last 12 months has looked like as this initiative has got off the ground and what you set out to achieve. And then we'll go through what has been achieved. Yeah, I think it all started with me in a local context. We had some verticillium that was showing up probably, you know, in the last two seasons. So basically, I got together a group of growers that were impacted by that in the Macquarie And we sort of got together and thought, oh, I wonder what we can do to actually get on top of this before it gets too bad. And at the same time, CSD was launching its Richard Williams Initiative. And it was a program designed to kind of come up with either shorter term or extension gaps or research gaps and try and solve those that traditional paths weren't sort of covering. So at that point, I put in a proposal to the Richard Williams Initiative and Mick Bange is leading that project and uh, chatting to him and it, and it seems like the Macquarie wasn't the only area affected so we decided to make it a bit broader scope and change the application and working through what our growers had already come up with was what impact does rotations have on overall disease levels at a farming systems approach and uh, it kind of stemmed from there. <laughs> Obviously, as you've gone through the process, you had identified a gap, a significant gap that people needed filled. What were some of the early conversations around what this initiative was going to look like and how people were hoping that it would be able to help them? Emma Chorley and myself were kind of anointed by Mick as the chairs of this initiative and basically our first step was to find out what impact disease was having and if the growers and the consultants had any ideas of what information was missing and what would a solution look like for them. So I called them the dartboard meetings. We went to most of the areas impacted and had initial meetings. We went through what the problems were what information was missing for growers to be able to manage disease on farm long term and a lot of the things were you know the lack of fungicides growers really wanted us to work out is there overseas solutions that are working what can we do to actually lower the impact of disease on farm and we basically summarized all of those meetings that happened in the Macquarie there was one down south there was Guida, Nemoy and later we had Border Rivers A lot of the things were what impact management-wise does rotations have and which ones were the better ones to reduce inoculum. So we kind of had our first step. Mick Bench was amazing in terms of being able to guide us to figure out, okay, what's the first layer that you really need to do? And that's where we worked in with Crown Analytical. So Rob Long from Crown had been in this space for a little while measuring inoculum levels And we kind of worked out that you can't improve what you actually don't know. And the complexity of disease was that environment plays such a big role. So some years it was really prevalent and other years it wasn't. And in traditional research centres and stuff that they'd done on CSD farms and through the Fast Start program, 
they were measuring it by whether it was a yield increase or not. And we know that that was impacted by a number of other factors. And season by season, it was really different. So that was a really tough way to measure success. So we kind of thought, well, what have we got the technology for? And that's probably to measure inoculum levels in the soil. And other projects have pointed out the correlation between that and incidence. I'm not sure that there is such a great correlations between that and the virulence, but we worked with what we had and we came up with a plan to work with growers and consultants who were willing to change and do things differently with the goal of reducing the impact of disease in their fields and on their farms and take a systems approach and a long-term solution to what impact disease has. It sounds like common sense with a very hefty layer of science and research support behind it. Tell me a bit about what the systems approach looks like or its functionality. From a systems approach, we don't grow cotton in isolation. We often have rotations. But what we've been strong in, because we are driven by the growers and the consultants, that's what's probably the difference is we've stepped back and said, what solutions do you see? And they didn't want any solutions that didn't have a commercial fit on their farm. So they don't want to grow something that they had no way of selling for a contract. They still needed their overall farming system to be profitable. So They're coming at it from a very longevity and commercial approach, but what works on their farm? And just getting a better handle on how we evaluate the impact of disease season by season was just something we didn't have. We always had hindsight, and whether it was a bad disease year or it wasn't, a lot of trials were impacted by that because there was either too much disease to make it statistically not able to be analysed or there wasn't enough in one season. So often we'd set up for these really great trials and then not get a result. And I think that's what's frustrating growers. And I guess the difference was we sort of went back to them and said, well, what do you guys want to see? What information are you missing? The power of that grower interaction is obviously the fundamental of what an extension officer does. Talk me through what these meetings have looked like and what you've been able to achieve 12 months on. I think it was probably more of an exercise in how the project was going to look, but what were the things that were going to be into the next step categories and what are the things that we can do things with now? And we knew that we had to have this base layer of information. And so now what we have is a number of fields in every valley geo-referenced with the inoculum levels of two pathotypes like verticillium defoliating and non-defoliant and blackfruit rot. We're not able to do fusarium at this time because that technology doesn't exist yet. So it was kind of about what's going to be down the track and then what can we actually do at the moment. So lay your foundations first and have patience and really get your head around where do the growers fit into this and how can we make sure that they're involved in every step. And within no time, their heads are already going to... I want to do a replicated trial, I want to do this. So, you know, they're happy once they see their first result. From the first year, actually, we saw a few rotations drove the numbers down and we were able to analyse it overall, but we still need more data and we need more years at this. But what we will have is a really comprehensive data set that not only can those growers benefit from, we can then tailor other research to maybe do some research on those farms, on those points, and go back to that consistency. And we're able to get the records of the fields off the growers, which sometimes we really struggle as an extension officer. I'm always knocking on the door. It's time that the growers have to take to do that. Whereas when we start these projects, we're really getting that four years behind and four years in front of what they're planning to do. So if someone says, oh, is anyone trialling triticale? We go, yeah, we've actually got two fields in the project that are looking at that. What are we missing? What are some other things? We're going to look at a new brassica called Carinata in the future. So 
Once the growers kind of have that report card, which comes out in this heat map, which is something they're very familiar with because it looks like a yield map, essentially, then their brain goes to the next step really quickly. So then it's a matter of this project in its simplicity is just three years of addressing that first step. So we can kind of see phase two and phase three and how that might look but we're still got to be guided by the growers as to what they want to investigate and the consultants are really pivotal in this as well because they're the ones out there seeing it yeah so at the moment we're just really using technology but we can sort of incorporate that with boots on the ground and other projects as it comes along because what I can do in that disease extension tech lead is to figure out where the research is heading and how can we actually fit this in but the researchers are excited because they actually have growers who are willing to try things they want to get on top of this and they're willing to change their traditional things of what they do for that systems approach. I might have to sacrifice a few years here, but I'm going to get my soil back into better health. Before they might try things, but they didn't have a way of evaluating besides yield of whether it was working or not. If we were going to have this conversation in 10 years time, what do you hope you could tell me in what has actually been achieved or where would you like to be able to report back where this particular inaugural OG group of growers have got their paddocks to. I think I'd like to have some sort of benchmarking in place where we can equate inoculum levels to a virulence or an incidence so that they can measure that and then we have a set of management tools that actually will help them reduce that. One of the things we've already got to in our project is spatially distributed experimentation. So setting up our experiments, not just like a traditional replicated strip trial that we've done in the past to analyse nutrition, but using the nature of the distribution of the disease as your actual treatment. So that's your medium, your high and your low, because we're already monitoring those spots. So there's people that are just awesome at that and so that's what we're about is being able to work with people and you know we've been here at this conference hearing all about genome sequencing and DNA being able to interpret that so we're hoping a lot of the testing and things will become more accessible and maybe growers and consultants will be able to do it but we're really appreciative of Crown Analytical of what they're putting into this project you can do all these things right but if disease is of this level it's really going to impact what you do and now the breeders working on different tolerances for vert and fusarium they can make those choices based on what variety and they know the levels in their fields they might be able to put pigeon peas where their vert was these are the things we're hoping to work out and even within this project at the moment we're going to monitor what laser leveling does to black root rot and things like that are in your farming system you need to do it what impact does it have so Just being able to measure what happens without even trials is the first layer. (laughs) Yes, and it's really exciting that we can actually have that all happening within the first year. But in 10 years, I hope we're using mapping and we're using that geo-referencing and we're just using all the technology that's becoming available to be able to get on top of this. And the breeders can just get around around the, uh, the vert for us. But they're saying exciting things are coming with black root rot resistance so that's something we need to help them get into the right varieties for the right regions so our project can help the breeders as well. Just finally Amanda you said you spent a lot of your time knocking on growers doors I'm hoping after this chat and listening to this growers are knocking on your door if they want to be involved what should they do? They work with their regional extension officers and their CSD agronomist in that region. At the moment, we're at the capacity for what we've committed to, but we also are going to present these results at a regional level and we'll invite all growers along. And to be honest, if there's anything that you're thinking of trialling or anything like that with this new role, 
give me a call, hop on Cotinfo website and have a look. But also I can hopefully take these things to the research meetings and make sure that these priorities are heard and acted upon and that we have a clear path to really getting on top of this in the next three, five, ten years. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. Your excitement makes me excited and we will apologise to our listeners that we've got a little bit of background noise today, but we're on site, we're at the conference, so it's all good. Thanks so much for your time, Amanda. Thank you. Thanks, Megan.